So I think I'll, I'll get started if it's okay. Sure. Um, sure. Whenever you're ready. All right. Ready. So I'm going to count to 10 seconds and then I'll get started. Okay. Okay. Um, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Club. And today is Friday, um, August 2nd, 2019. And first of all, thank you everybody for coming. We, we really, we're glad to have such a nice turnout. Um, tonight we're discussing a book called The Chilberry Ladies Choir by Jennifer Ryan. And interestingly, she wrote a second book that just just came on board. It was either today or yesterday. And I went, oh, because I was going to tell you all she wrote a second book, and it was in process because I looked it up. It's called, I think, The Spies of Schilling Lane. I think it's a historical mystery, so kind of like this, but a little bit different maybe. Um, and I said, oh, I knew it was in process, but then the other day I was listening, I was like, oh, here it is. <laughs> um, this oh, is wow. her first book. Yeah, so the Chilbury Ladies' Choir actually is her first book. Um, okay. I had never heard of it, but someone recommended it to me, and I read it, and I thought, oh, this is a pretty good book. I really enjoyed it. So she um, actually grew up in... Alert, uh, uh, Lynn Lindsay has joined the meeting. Alert, Somebody's in. jaws is talking. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Um, she grew up uh, near Kent in okay. England and oh, okay. in, in a small village. And um, she actually was an editor. She did like a lot of nonfiction books before she started writing. And this book is actually based a lot on stories that she heard from her grandmother who lived in a small village in England <laughs> during oh, World War II when she was a young woman. Oh, yeah. oh, and, wow. and the other thing is she went after that, she started doing a lot of research. So apparently there was a big push at that time for people to, for women to write down their own stories of what they were going through. So she had a chance, I guess, to go in museums or archives and read a lot of diaries and letters and stuff like that. So this is not... You know, it's not a nonfiction book, it's a fiction book, but it's based a little bit upon real events. And she actually now lives in the United States with her husband and her children. She lives in the Washington, D.C. area. And, of course, she went on to write a second novel, and hopefully there'll be some more after that. Um, So I'm going to turn it over to Sherry now. What we usually do is, in the beginning, just so everybody has a chance to, you know, say a little bit about what they thought about the book, um, each of us takes turns. Sherry calls on each person individually. And then afterwards, then we just kind of open it up and, you know, talk about whatever we want to talk about. So, So would it be possible for um, somebody to just tell us who's in the room? I'm on the phone. Sure. And so I don't know who else is in the room. Um, yeah, I'm on the phone too. That's why. When I go down to the list, has this, yeah. I'll call each person, Joni, and so you'll hear everybody that's in the room as we go around right. the room. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thanks, I'm going to just go down the list the way it's sorted on my screen. So I have Carla first. Carla? Hello. How are you doing? Just Hi, Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi. Uh, just got here, and I'm sorry that was my jaws, but this 8 o'clock was hard for me. My, my cab got me late. But anyhow, I really enjoyed this book. Um, um, I, I, um, it, it was um, just read about the town and the people and how the things all sort of work together. And um, frankly, I, I like this group, too. I like the books that the group is choosing in general. I'm sorry I couldn't make the last. I think there's only one I couldn't make. But I'm so glad that this book group is not in a rut, you know, just doing detective and mystery and gore and violence and all this. But that said, I liked the narrators. I liked the, the, um, the language. Um, I liked uh, the, the plot. Uh, you know what I really loved is when they interspersed the choir music in between. And yeah. I have a nasty habit of reading books too fast. And this one I read at the regular rate of speed, and I was rewarded for it, although I didn't quite finish the very end of it. So I, you know, I still have about 30 minutes to go or so, but that, that was the price I paid because I took my time. But I really enjoyed it. Great. Glad to hear it, Carla. Um, next, Don Queen, did you read the book? Are you there? 
I can't tell if you're muted. I, I know he's signed in. Yeah, he's here. I see his name. I don't see I wonder him. if microphone's not working or something. <clears throat> well, we go can on come to back to him if you want. Absolutely. Yeah, he left and came back. Well, Don, Don, you can just interrupt when you like. Uh, Joni, you're next. Well, you know, I have, a diffi have difficulty with some of these um, British readers. Oh, We've got Jaws talking to Somebody, somebody, somebody needs to mute their Jaws. Not me this time. I muted mine. <laughs> Leave computer. So anyway, um, computer audio button. You might want to mute yourself on the computer. I think was it Alt plus M or something? Alt A. Alt A. Carla, you might want to mute yourself. Yeah, I don't. Th I don't think really it's Carla. I think Carla no, muted herself. If you do a space, you do a space bar, a draw space bar, and then S until it says you know space. No speech. Oh, okay. Is okay. Is Alan still on? Because sometimes he's Alan bugged. muted himself, and okay, well, so it should be Alan, huh? Oh, okay, it stopped. Okay. Well, anyway, go ahead, Joni. Well, um, I uh, find that it's difficult to understand some of these oh, British no. readers, oh, and it, it's really it. It just got to be a little bit too much. So. What I always do in, <clears throat> in these cases is I run, not walk, to Bookshare, see if they have the book, mm -hmm. read it on Bookshare, and am much more successful with knowing what's going on. So that's what I did, and I think I read it in two days. I loved it. Um, I was, well, I... I sort of felt very bittersweet about it because of the bombings and the, how the whole village was just destroyed, or most of it. Um, but um, aside, and it brought back memories of when I was very little during World War II, and we'd have blackouts. And I lived in New Jersey, no big deal, but... Um, you had to shut your radio off, which was a horror for me. Uh, and you couldn't have lights on. And my parents and I would all be in the same room together. And I remember saying to them, uh, I'm all right. You know, it doesn't matter to me that, you know, I know that the shades are down, the curtains and everything. And I could stay by myself. And my parents said, oh, no, the three of us stay together. And I thought that was just so cool. So it reminded me of that time in my early life, very early life. I probably was around three because my sister wasn't born yet. So, um, but otherwise, I thought it was a, a it it was a very sweet story. Um, the sisters, of course, were like any sisters that have their ups and downs. Um, but I couldn't quite get who was who from the British readers. Oh, I got so mixed up with Venetia and Kitty and realized a little bit later on, oh, they're sisters. Because it was such competition with the singing. But um, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, probably will read the next her next book. Great, Abby. Okay. Well, I I also enjoyed the book, but I think uh, some of the plots could have been better resolved at the end, and I won't go into it since Carla hasn't finished it yet. But otherwise, I enjoyed the book. I liked the snippets of the the, the songs reference, and I thought that had a very nice touch. And I, of course. I also like the Can everybody hear me over the whoever Jaws is doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, is anybody's Jaws being used now? Does anyone, does well, anybody it, mute it there? Sounds or? Like, it sounds like somebody is trying to do something else. 
Well, okay. doing this, I think it's kind of rude. I thought maybe somebody's trying to get into the room, possibly. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to start. I want to start muting people individually, except for who's talking. We'll Please. see who the culprit is. Okay. So. Okay. okay. Well, go well, ahead, I, oh, all right. Well, like I said, I really, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, the snippets of music, and I, I liked the idea of having a different narrator read that from that character's point of view. I, uh, I didn't have any trouble with that at all. I think that that really makes it also for a nice touch, and so I. Like I, and, I, and I really can appreciate the book's message about the healing power of music uh, during each time of tragedy. Of course, it can also be healing in the other time, too. But, you know, during tragedy, you know, the, the power of music to heal, I think, is a very important message. And the hope that the music, that the women's music brings. And that's basically all I had to, had to say. Okay. Randy? Uh, I guess I'm going to be the different one here so far, but I read this book months ago and it was okay. You know, it was, but it wasn't automatically joined on low by computer. It was a little slow. I thought I had a hard time getting into it and I don't actually remember if I finished it or not. I may go back and pick it up again because it was one of those books that, I could leave and then come back to and just start reading again, but it was a little bit slow for me. Okay. Uh, Liz? Okay. Um, overall, I liked the book. It's probably not something that I would have selected on my own, um, but I generally like story, stories that kind of unfold through diary entries and letters and um, the people are telling the story, you know, they're telling their own story. And I like that, that, that format of, of a novel. Um, I, I actually like how many things were resolved, but I kind of found the characters, many of them kind of catty <laughs> and <gossip laughs> throughout the whole story. Um, and it was kind of annoying, but, I, but uh, you know, and then I, I tried to picture myself in a, in a town where everybody, you know, most of the men had disappeared because of a war. And I thought it was interesting how they decided that they weren't going to let their lives get put on hold and that they, you know, that they carried on. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. I did find it a little bit slow at times, um, but you know, I would give it. I'd give it a, me a C plus. I, I I did enjoy it. It wasn't horrible. It was uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, okay. thanks, Alan. Yeah, it, it was Don Queen was the uh, the Jaws problem. Okay, uh, Don. Don Don's, oh, apparently dear. Having, Don's apparently having technical difficulties and it's not, not aware that he can be heard or whatever. But uh, oh, okay, uh, whatever. So uh, yeah, I I muted him, but we okay. haven't heard him talk yet. So I don't well, it sounds like. What I was hearing, I think from he Jaws was trying to get in a little, right? Yeah, joins and stuff. So he, he didn't, didn't realize he was already in. I guess, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, right? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, uh, I, I I really enjoyed this book. I, I thought it was very well done, and uh, I, I didn't have a problem with the uh, the narration and stuff. And I, I thought the uh, the narration was was I thought one of the best parts of the book and stuff. So. Uh, I especially like Mrs. B, who wanted to order everybody oh, yeah. around. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she was quite confident. And I, you know, even though that uh, uh, was it, Edwina. I couldn't Edwina decide her. I, I couldn't Poultry, decide yeah. her name was poultry or poultry, but uh, I, I think with an A, poultry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I but, thought uh, I liked it. I thought, uh, I thought it was, was poultry as in chicken. Yeah, <laughs> I think but, I think the British is poultry with an A. Uh, okay. Oh. She was she was pretty funny, even though she was even though she was yeah, even though she was horrid. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed the characters, and you know, I, I like that that time period anyway. And I I can't imagine what it must have been like to be living in England in 1940 when they were uh, constantly being bombed by Germany and the whole the whole nine yards. But uh, uh, thank thank goodness for England, or I don't think the world, Second World War would have turned out like it did. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, 
I enjoyed I enjoyed the diary entries and the, and the way they did it and stuff. I I would have liked to have heard from uh, who was it that Venetia was writing to all the time? The, uh, the oh, the Aunt Quayle, yes, yeah, the minister's daughter. I don't think I, I don't think she ever she may have replied one time, but I don't, we never no. heard from her. No, I don't think time. we ever heard from her. We also never heard from Edwina Poultry's sister. Right. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Carla. Yeah. I'll yeah. say yeah. that yeah. much. We, we, know, yeah. we never hear yeah. from her, so we really don't know right. what she's thinking about all this. That's that's one thing I would have liked to. You but know, I, have but to I, I, I really liked, I really liked the, I guess, Margaret Tillman. Is that, that was her name? She was the main character. Tilling. Right. Yeah. Tilling. Tilling. Yeah. She, Tilling. Yeah. she was great. And I also liked Mrs. Prim, and I was sad when she she Yeah. Died, yeah. Died, died. yeah. I know. But, uh, I know that I, was that was yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I just liked the way the 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 plot was developed and the way it, it turned out, and I yeah. liked the fact that the 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 brigadier kind of kind of got his in the end and stuff. So I, I, I don't know. I I really enjoyed the book. So thanks. Well, I really liked the book too. I liked the way the characters grew, especially Venetia. At the beginning, she was nothing but a yeah. snobbish airhead, and by the right. end, she seemed more mature. Right. I thought the narration. Yeah. I found myself adjusting the volume a lot. I always felt like Edwina was yelling at me, and I had to turn oh, yeah. it down. <laughs> Mrs. B was yelling up. too. Mrs. B yelled. Yes, Mrs. B and <laughs> oh, yes, the Brigadier. Yes. Those three. I always. Oh had to yeah. Them. Well, that's. I would have liked to have seen in the epilogue that um, Edwina was writing her sister Clara and it sounds like she took off with Clara's boyfriend and money and yeah. I would have liked to have seen at the end a pile of return to sender letters that came back or something. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a minor complaint. And I yeah. think the journal got a bum rap there for a while, you know. And Michelle, you're the last one then. To oh, study. sure. Um, I I love the narration. Actually, um, I actually love to listen to books where there are different voices for different characters. And my favorite, hands down, was Kitty. Every time Kitty came on, I started laughing. Yeah. She was just so precocious, and I yeah. just love I love the way she voiced her. I just she thought she was just so it just struck me as funny like every single time i didn't really confuse her at all with venetia i mean i just saw them as no. really different kind of characters but i can understand that there were some similarities um like liz i love epistolary novels i love novels where you actually know what somebody's really thinking when they write in a diary entry or they send a letter to a really close friend so i find that really interesting to sort of read those novels um, and I think my one thing is, that at one point in the book, they mentioned that um, German citizens and Italian citizens in the UK were being sent to the Isle, I think the Isle of Wight. And I would have liked a little bit more of those kind of historical details, like just a little bit more what was going on outside of the village, because we got a good sense of what was going on inside the village. Um, I, I loved Mrs. Mrs. Paltrow. I just I didn't love her, but I loved her as a character. She was just so horrible, and she did you know the ventilation and switching the babies, and I just thought, oh my God, what is this woman up to? She's so evil. And then that maid was trying to like you know she she was trying to you know bribe her into helping her and, and whatever um, and Mrs. Tilling was a, was a great character I mean she really she went from being very timid and she sort of evolved and whatever um, I, I, I got a really good strong sense of like the place and the time from this book um, and I think it is true. I mean, I think anytime there's a war situation, the men go off and the women are left on their own. And I think I mentioned this to you, Sherry. The thing that was interesting to me was that a lot of these women, I thought, were on their own. Like, they, didn't, they weren't surrounded by children. They were just on, you know, I mean, there were the two sisters and they were part of a family. But Mrs. Tilling had her son was gone and Mrs. Paltry seemed to be on her own. And then, of course, there was the woman who came, who was a Jewish refugee. And they didn't really go into her story till like, the very end of the book. Because I was always, there she was, but you really didn't know exactly what was going on with her. And then at the end, you got a better sense. So I, I really liked it. I thought it was well done. I thought, especially for a first novel, it was really well done. 
And and I, I like Alan was saying, I really thought the narration kind of made the story better. I, I actually really liked the narration. And the music, I think, like Carla mentioned, was gorgeous. Every once in a while, they would break in with the music, and I was like, oh, it's so right. nice, yeah. you know, to listen to that. So overall, I really liked the book a lot. Well, so, I, you um, know, I listened long enough so that I heard some of the music, and I thought it was great. But I, I don't know... Um, I do uh, read books on the Victor stream, and it's possible that um, the fidelity isn't as clear. Or my ears are old, you know. No, guys? no. You know what? Whatever works for everybody. You know, everybody yeah. has what works for them. You know, if you like the books like, on Bookshare, it's great. Yeah. Mm. You might try using headphones. Do you use headphones with your stream? No. Because I think you'd get a better sound if you use the headphones. I use headphones, headphones with mine, or, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I use, the, I use the, the Apple EarPods with mine all the time, too. So, yeah. See, I'm on it's my hard to hear it sometimes, right otherwise. Too. It is. Yeah, Even if right. you make it loud, yeah. it, it, yeah. Puts, it puts yeah. it closer to you. I don't know how. I mean, it's you got to keep the volume low because you don't want to like, ruin your ears. But, you know, it, it is right by you then when you hear it. Were you but, guys surprised at... Uh, the marriage at the end with I forget who she married them. No, I don't think so. I had a feeling like that was gonna yeah. happen. You know, the way they were acting together and mm-hmm. you know, getting to know each other and, and I had a feeling that I knew that was coming. I knew that from page yeah, I one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was glad. Yeah, I yeah, knew that, that from page true. one, but they handled it nicely. It wasn't overdone. Yeah. Right. No. It was no. Just no. very nice. And same with Venetia. I mean I was that just going to ask what people thought about her. Yeah, because she changed a lot, and, and she was interested in that guy who was the artist, and we knew he had a story, but we didn't know exactly what right, his story was right. going to be. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time figuring out. Sorry, I got thrown out of the meeting for some yeah, reason. So did Randy, so. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, was, I was actually surprised. I, I was thinking that he, I had gotten the impression that he was just like using Venetia. So when it turned out that he had a legitimate reason for being gone and that he really did care about her, I, I was relieved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I've got to say. Well, I my, thought Venetia. My... Sorry, Alan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. I, uh, in the beginning of the book, I thought Venetia was horrible. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, she was then terrible. She, she got nicer as the book went on, and she got um, she got the the uh, well. She was coming to her. That's you know, it just yeah. having having sex with that guy, and you know, well, that's what happens. You know, so so yeah. I mean, so she became a little bit more human. I think she as grew the story up. went along. Yeah. 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 Now who's getting lost is Sylvie. I felt so sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, I hate to keep harping on style and things, but I just liked how the author um, um, portrayed Sylvie's writing, um, this simple right. structure and all that of a 10-year-old. I mean, there was a real difference right. between her and... Um, a 10-year-old is not familiar with the English language or right. that much. And, and yeah. Not familiar with the language and being a language teacher, that, that jumped out at me, but... I'm not getting too clinical. I I just my heart break. My heart broke for Sylvie. It really did. You know, well, really had a hard time. My my favorite scene was when Miss Tilling took the ring back to that guy. That yeah. Was, uh, 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 you know, she she was just a big hearted oh, person. Oh yeah. And, right. Uh, I mean, and, you know, the, the way homosexuals were treated back then was a lot different than they're treated now. Right. Well, it yeah. was illegal. It was but, illegal uh, yeah, to be yeah. homosexual. Yeah. And I just, I cracked up in that scene later when she was talking to him and he, uh, and, and Venetia walked in and he was like staring at Venetia and they were wondering what was going on. And he said, my father just got this new painting, and I'm just amazed <laughs> oh, how much she looks like. Oh, my God. The, the painting looks like you. Yeah. That was just so funny. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I thought that was so funny. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, re- I really liked Miss Tilling. She was just a great character. It was great when she stood oh, up she to the brigadier. Wonderful. Made yeah. Him, oh yeah, I love. Made it. him apologize to Kitty. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was. It was a little like, uh, like not like 
like it was a little too much with the baby switching. I thought that part, I, I don't know. I, I didn't quite buy the whole thing. I mean, I understand he wanted to have a son and she wanted, you know, to get the money and everything like that. But I just thought, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's another thing that should have been, I would like to have seen, you know, resolved. Because I, I'm thinking eventually, I want to think that eventually he's going to see the error of his ways. And, and so when the, the roses, uh, the father of the other baby comes, maybe I'm hoping that maybe he'll, you know, give him the baby boy that was originally his as opposed to, uh. you know, the girl and, and maybe confess. Yeah, because I couldn't quite understand that either, why he had to have a boy. Well, didn't uh, the know, mother didn't the mother die? The mo- like what happened yeah. was the girl yeah. went the to mother did, right, the, girl. the mother died, and then they ended up taking the girl back in. Right. Yeah. They took, so they she took yeah the girl exactly. Yeah. But her husband Hattie's but, husband was still in. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if Hattie's husband were to come back, then I would hope that maybe the general will fess up and say, "Well, you know, we, this is this is your son," or. You know, you know, I, I don't think the general would do no, that. He won't do that. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I, I other people so. will kind of force his hand, but I don't think he would do it. No. no. I'm sure they've gotten attached to the kids after a while, too. I would well, be by, well, the general isn't one to get attached to anybody. Yeah, he doesn't get attached to anybody. I don't know. And especially once Mrs. Killing leaves town, she's kind of out of the picture. She's not around to threaten him anymore. That's a good point. Who knows what's going to happen again? Yeah. So yeah, I would have liked to have seen that more better better resolved. Sorry, Carla. Has, has anybody actually been part of a choir? And if so, did you yes. find all, did you find the way they described the choir, you know, rang true to you? Yes. Having yes. sung in yes. several choirs. Yes. And um, it was fun to read that. It brought back memories. And again, just the fact that those women, you know, you go back to Rosie, the river girl and all that, but the women that pulled together during the war and what a better way to do it than with music, you know, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to say it just it just um, it was just a, a, a real bright light in a very dark time. And that, that's the kind of that's the kind of reading I like. I was kind of guessing that if anybody was going to die, it would be Hattie and Prim just because they didn't have diary entries. Oh, but, um, okay. And I, I mean, I, they yeah, were. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, I, there was a couple other people that were on my list of potential, you know, bomb victims that didn't get killed that I don't remember right now, but that was really sad. Those two were really great characters. Yeah, I really liked the music teacher. She was just so great. She was such, it was such, it was so sad when she died. Mm-hmm. That's why I say it was very sweet because. We lost the people that were so nice, and mm. we were just getting to know them and really love them, sort of. Yeah. And then they, then the place was bombed, and and just just imagining your whole community in shreds and totally demolished. Yeah. And even if you survive losing all your belongings and yeah, yeah, yeah. would be tough. And I, I, I've got a comment because uh, y'all asked that question. If the choir scene seemed realistic, I hear mm. sister sister acts playing in, on the TV in the other room, and the, oh. that, that reminds <laughs> me, of, you know, the, the scenes with the choir, the choir, and that. Yeah, they, it did seem really, really true to life because I mean, it's all about you know getting people positioned right, and you know, and. And uh, everybody's singing the correct parts and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, and I like, I mean, I like the fact that this had kind of a Me Too thing. It had a big Me Too feel to it because of the women were all stepping up and doing what they had to do. And uh, I, 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 I've always liked strong women, and the, uh, there were several of them in this book and stuff. And I thought they did a good job. Would that be very sad when the school te- the school teacher died? You know, Hattie and the school right. children. Yeah. Um, right. Song and. It made me ball because um, there was yeah. a, um, a teacher in um, our com- not too far away from our community that um, she died and she was only like 32 years old. It was illness, but um, you know she was well loved, and it was a similar sort of a community thing, and it just brought yeah. memories of that. Well, yeah. even Mrs. B, who initially said there's no way they could do this, it's unseemly, came around. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. 
I didn't did like start, them any better. But you gonna ask me a question? And you start. I was gonna say when you said you like strong women, does that include Mrs. B? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I found the comic relief in Mrs. B because she yeah. was funny because she kept naysaying everything. Toward the end, she kept going. Uh, she was the kind of people, the kind of person that said, "Yeah, I want." This was like my idea and stuff. I want, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought, uh, the choir was great. I mean, what, what a great. We all idea. know people yeah. like that. Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah. really yeah. funny. I was having something funny about Mrs. B. I was having a little bit of trouble because another book I've been reading and haven't finished yet is Diary of a Bad Teacher, and the principal. And, and it's a memoir, so it's a true story. Oh, wow. And she's overbearing, and she reminds me of this Mrs. B, and I had to uh. remind her. Sometimes I really think that the naysayers in the group really kind of perform a, a really important purpose in that they almost like, it's almost like a dare. I dare you to succeed at this. And right. so it, it helps the other people to unite for the the goal that they're trying to mm -hmm. achieve. Yeah, so I, I, I like Mrs. B actually. I, I, I um, you know, sometimes you don't really you know, appreciate the devil's advocate, but that's an important role in a group. So she, I don't know, I, you know, I wonder how, successful they would have been without somebody saying, eh, I don't know about this, you know. <laughs> but also I know with Mrs. Chilling, right, the, um, I can't remember his name, but he was billeted in her house, I guess. He had to come oh, and Colonel, live with Colonel her. Oh, Colonel Mallard? Yeah. Yeah. I always think about those things. It's like, I can't imagine, like, you're in your house and they come and then these people just come and move in. <laughs> it's like, I know this happens all the time during these situations, but it's like, I don't know, it just strikes me as like, you know, it's hard to deal with to have like a total stranger in your house like well, that. I don't know. Well, in her son's room, you know, because she's still trying to hold That's on to right. him. That's right, yeah. Her son's dead. She uh, can't let go of him. You know, he's not dead, but she can't let go of him. Well, I guess well, he was yeah. her whole life, so, you know. Yeah. But then she, but yeah. she, she grew a lot during the story. I mean, she really oh, yeah. became a very yeah. different person. Well, it's kind of hard for people in, in this country to understand billeting during times of war because, I mean, we hadn't had that since the American Revolution, really. I mean, right. I mean, I mean it could have had the Civil War. Uh, I was going to say, the, didn't yeah, that happen yeah. in the Civil War? Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably in the Civil War, too. Does it I mean, say in the Constitution that, uh, that people aren't supposed to just take over other people's homes, but they do it anyway? I mean... Well, yeah, I don't really think. Uh, what's about an eminent domain? I, I mean, I think they claim the right for eminent domain, and that's basically if they've got a greater purpose for your right for, for your, your home or your something. Problem, yeah, they're, they're building a highway or something, and yeah. they have to just demolish your home. But this is like a lot of times in times of war, they they actually yeah. and you know well, they're yeah, on the yeah. same they're on the same side. They're not on different sides. Hopefully, you know that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. They're not taking over, but um. <laughs> That they just come and, and move in. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it worked I, out I don't okay understand why she wanted his, his um, coupon books and stuff. Well, mm. well if she was going to feed them. Yeah. That's, had, that's another thing that we really don't ever deal with. We've not dealt with, like, rations right. and coupon right. boxes. Right. Oh, like we that. did yeah. in World War II. I remember. When, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did they ration food or was it just gas? Oh, oh no, they were ration food. Probably nylon. Nylon. They weren't nylon then. Yeah. They weren't. They didn't have nylon. Put like makeup on their legs and things like that instead. Yeah, they were yeah. doing. Yeah, that's when leg makeup came. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because um, I remember my mom telling me that. Um, I think that they made stockings out of rayon for a while that didn't work. Um, but when my mom was growing up, um, they had silk stockings, and they right. were expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They probably felt great on the legs, but right? Oh, <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better than the horrible panty. Not that I ever wear pantyhose anymore, but not... Uh, it's, that it's nylon, been decades. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's been decades. It's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I, I really like the Hello? way that the book was, it was presented, how it was packaged and multiple narrators, but um, the flow of it, the production of it too. I mean, you wonder how many hours it takes to produce a book like this. Well, I was listening to an. I was actually listening to an interview the other day with someone who narrates books, actually for NLS, um, but in Spanish. It was on this um, WCBS Author Talk program, and oh. um, I don't remember. I, I don't remember the name of the narrator, but he he has uh, he speaks he speaks English, but he speaks Spanish too, and he was saying they use, if they do well. They usually record in four-hour sessions, and if they do well, they get two hours of material out of four hours. So I wow. would think at least at least twice as long. Um, so I don't know why all the material. He didn't really go into why the material is gone, but they seem to you know record. He was saying they because it seems like a lot, like just to keep talking for hours and hours like that without taking a break. But they have water and stuff in front of them. And he, also he said, which was interesting, I had never really thought of, is he doesn't like to read a book. He likes to read on an iPad so you don't hear the pages turning oh, and they don't yeah. have to edit it out. So I thought, oh, that's oh, interesting. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. And uh, sometimes um, when you hear page turns and things, it, it, it almost... It almost brings a hominess to it, like somebody sitting there reading the book to you. Those kinds of things don't bother me. I totally agree, Carla. I kind of it's kind of charming when you hear a page turn. Yeah, I agree. And um, on Bookshare, some of the books um, have the page numbers given, and yeah. I love that. Me because too. Because that way you know where you're, you're yeah. going. And I, I wanted them to do that when they were changing uh, talking books. I was hoping that they would include the page numbers, but they said a lot of people don't like them. Yeah, I don't like it. I, if I want to know, I'll, I'll hit the five key on the street to see where I'm at. Well, I like to know on Bookshare how many pages is actually in the book. Like when you download a yeah. book from Bookshare, yeah. sometimes it says like 138 pages, but sometimes it just says one page, and yeah. it, just, well, that, it gives yeah, me a sense of how long one. the book is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I like the pages too. Yeah, actually, I like the page numbers because, especially if I'm teaching a book too, I can read right. Oh, yeah. in a class that includes. Oh, yeah. it. it's easier to find your place in it. Yeah, definitely. Or even if you want to talk to somebody else who's read the book in print or something, it's just easier to sort of get on the same page with them. And if you're reading it on the Victor stream, and it's you know it's you know it's an audio file, it can tell you um, you can time jump, but it won't yes. page numbers even if you're on the stream. So. Another thing missing from this book is there were no animals, no dogs, cats, sheep. I that seemed kind of weird because did you think it, it was a very did you think it was a rural village or like they would have sheep in this village or I no? I thought it was Amadeus the horse. Oh yeah, okay. there's, there's the horse, but that's yeah. Uh, and but in the village itself, there weren't any animals. But out on the on you know the Tilbury Manor, yeah, they had horses. Yeah, that's but, right. I forgot uh, about the horses. Yeah. Yeah, I took it to be somewhat rural, a little small village. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That was what cool. I thought. Interesting. I I, I thought it more of a, a like a small town, but not country because they didn't talk about farming they didn't you know mm -hmm. they didn't make so many of the references that you might in a rural village um so i i, and uh, I don't think that well no there is that one farm you know where tom comes from hop well you're doing hops yeah yeah hop picking yeah. yeah that's that's a farm i guess but that's, that's yeah. otherwise yeah it's all um you know just houses yeah. and Glad and you mentioned man. Tom. He was a great character. Too. Yeah, I like Tom. Yeah, yeah. I kept forgetting that Kitty was only 13. I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. she was a very mature 13. That's true. Right. Very. Yes, yeah, she was a little much more advanced than I was when I was 13, for sure. <laughs> she was figuring everything out all the time and plotting. And, and, I don't know. And I, and I thought Henry got what, what was coming to him, the way he 
you know, treated Venetia once he found out in the way he, you know, he led Kitty on to think that he was, they were engaged and then just kind of dropped mm-hmm. her by the wayside. And, yeah. And so he ends up with this boss. It's, well, I'm sorry, Carla, he probably, you know, read that part. The wife he's going to end up with or might end up with. So. Well, don't worry about spoiler. I, I don't mind. It's, <laughs> Don Quinn okay. is back on here. Don, do you want to say anything? No. Is he is he unmuted? I let me see. Do, do, do you guys like? I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I kind of miss letters and things like that and diaries. Like I I, I no, wonder like in, I sort of wonder in future generations like what kind of record there is going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. Kind of like the, when she was doing this book, she had the chance to go back and read old diaries. I don't know how they collected them, right. but old diaries and letters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you sort of wonder like. How are people recording things now? Um, you know, just I guess. Log into the Facebook archives. Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like or dislike or whatever. Yeah, I so, hope somebody yeah. doesn't think that's the story of my life. <laughs> yes, exactly. I do not put a lot of personal stuff up there. Is that Carla? We can hardly hear you. I'm sorry. Um, that's good. Better. Okay. Yep. Um, and there's a lot being missed with the overemphasis on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I wish people could look at that and computers in general. It's just another tool in the toolbox and not right. the other tools because the other tools have a very good purpose. Yeah. Worry there's like no, that. there's no time. Like, I don't think people like, I, I don't have any problems. If I have to go someplace, I don't have to be entertained constantly. Like if I'm sitting, I don't know, in some office or something like that, waiting for an appointment or whatever, I could just sit there quietly. Like I don't, I take my Victor stream with me, but I don't have to listen to it every second of every time, but everybody else has to be entertained and it's interesting to me because I think years ago people could sit and they could reflect like they could sit and write a letter or work on a diary they could really think about things and I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people are missing that time for reflection now that's a good point do they even have magazines in doctor's offices anymore they don't have too many (laughs) and they're usually really really old really old yeah but that's always been the joke you know you go to your doctor's office and read something that happened five years ago yeah yeah i'll tell you something uh, that that might amuse you um i've had to wait on a lot of cabs and go-go grandparents and and things like that i put a chair out on my front porch and when i'm waiting i use that time now to reflect and pray and um, oh good that's great in time rather than pacing around saying why are they late why are they late It just, you know, it has changed my life, just putting that chair out there. You know, it's mm-hmm. a little plastic chair. It's a cheap plastic chair, but it's comfortable. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought to myself, you know, listen to the birds. I think to myself, you know, we're missing a lot of things like that. I'm going to make a concerted effort to do more things like that. Because I think we miss a lot when we don't. Yeah. And it kind of slows down your like anxiety level a little bit sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, instead of pacing around, oh my God, I'm late or it's five minutes late mm-hmm. or whatever, you're just using the time in a quieter, more reflective way. It's actually, I think it's healthier actually to do that. Well, and there was, there's also people, it used to be lovely that when you would call somebody, I mean, okay. oh, yeah. it's a mixed bag, you know, it's like, if you, it's people get mad if you don't answer your phone when they call you now because you've always got your cell phone with you and I don't like that and and I've actually started turning mine off at night just because you know right (laughs) Um, you're entitled to have a few minutes away from the phone why not right right right. but as a blind person I loved having a cell phone because if I needed a cab I can I don't have to search for a payphone and hope that it's not vandalized or broken you know yeah um so I mean they have definitely their place but yeah uh, it's it's I don't like it especially oh gosh I've been out to dinner with people and they're sitting there with everybody's got their face in their phone and you're four people out having lunch at the same time but you're not together you know, people, but I, I think true. I've told you this story about how people get mad at me because I turn the cell phone off when, of course, at meals and things like that. And I had, had dinner with one of my friends and somebody was trying to get me and they got really mad. And they said, well, there's no reason why you couldn't answer that phone. You weren't working then. You were having dinner. 
And you I know said, what? That's what I tell people. That's my God made voice. You want to have dinner with me? Come and have dinner with me. <laughs> right. I don't, recall, I don't recall you making any effort to come to the table. I'm sorry. This is my downtime. And when right. if you want it, if you want my attention, come and be with me face to face. If you yeah. can't mm-hmm. do that, then. Yeah. And it's just so rude when they're talking on their cell phones. I heard. Oh, it is. It definitely is. And yes. um, here in a uh, facility like I'm in, they're supposed to be doing stuff for you and they're talking on their cell phone yes. and giving you your right. medication. You're thinking, mm-hmm. yeah. oh my God, are they giving me the right thing? That's yep. bad. And that is, that they're really not supposed to do that. Sure. But then, <laughs> no. No, they're you not. Know, you're afraid if you say something, you're afraid of repercussions. Yeah. So it's... Uh, I think I think oh, what you I should have an have, interesting uh, life here, Carly. I think what you should have said is uh, I missed the part where how I manage my time is your decision. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> yeah. line. Very good line. Yeah, yeah. I never answer the phone or texts or anything if I'm with somebody having dinner, unless there's a problem. Like when my mom was still in a nursing facility, I would check to see if it was from them. Right. But, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are certain times, of course, but generally, I, I don't, under, I mean, I always feel like I'm so odd because I really, I'm not attached to a cell phone. I don't feel like I constantly have to be in touch with everybody all the time, but I can understand, like certain circumstances, if you have small children, you know, you always have to keep the phone on and things like that. If the school is calling or whatever, but, you know, if you're just sitting talking to your friend, I don't know why you can't just turn the phone over and yeah. check it later. Sure. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet all the women in this town would have done that had they had have cell phones. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe not Venetia and Kate. Not Venetia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the rest of them, yes, I'm sure. Venetia would be checking her phone every five seconds, but everybody else. Yeah. It is sort of interesting to conjecture how they would behave in our modern society. <laughs> well, the Venetia in the early part of the book, anyway, she made she she grew by leaps and bounds by the yeah, end. So, she sure yeah, she yeah, changed yeah, in a, a very positive right. way. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, does anybody have any final comments? And I guess I can tell you about our next book then. And be sure and tell them about the, the meeting time next month, too. Thank you. You know what? I, I actually went right out of my head, even though we all decided this yesterday. So thank you so much. Sure. That was very helpful, actually. So um, usually what happens is we meet on the first uh, Friday of the month. Um, but for September only, we're actually going to push the uh, meeting time back one week. But it's actually four weeks from now. So it would be Friday, um, August 30th, which is the Friday of Labor Day weekend. So if people have plans that weekend, you know, it's, it's, the reason is just, I'm, I'm actually going to be away the following Friday and, and Sherry has a family wedding. So it just, for both of us, it didn't work out that particular Friday. So just for next month only, we're going to be meeting on Friday, August 30th, which is four weeks from today. So we'll, we'll send the notices and reminders because I know it's going to be that one. I have a feeling is my people might, I, I just forgot about it and I, I'm one of the moderators. So, you know, that's not good. Um, so the book we're going to be reading um, is called The Garden of Small Beginnings. And the author is Abby. A-B-B-I, and her last name is Waxman, W-A-X-M-A-N, and the DB number is 87769, so it's 87769, mm-hmm. and it's um, just under 10 hours. Um, so this book, I, I just finished it a couple of days ago, and um, somebody had, I think somebody told me about it, which is how I heard about it. And um, when it, she told me the premise of the book, I thought, oh, my God, I can't read this book. But she's like, no, 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 you, you're really, really going to like this book. It's very heartwarming. It's very funny. It just doesn't sound funny in the beginning. So the premise is that this woman um, who um, – her name is Lily Lillian – 
she's um, in her, I think, her mid-30s when her husband is suddenly killed in an automobile accident. This happens right away in the beginning. You don't, it actually happens after the accident. The accident is like off, off screen. She has two young daughters, and you're thinking, oh, my God, why would I want to read this book? But it's, it's just the nicest, most heartwarming story I've read, like, in a long, long, long time. It's really funny. Um, not, not the death part, but, I mean, the, so she has a lot of grief and sorrow. But what happens is she gets, like, a tremendous amount of support. She has a very nice relationship with her sister, who's a really kind of quirky character, but funny, but very, very nice. And um, she works as an illustrator. She illustrates uh, school textbooks. And they send her on this assignment where she's supposed to illustrate a book of vegetables. So they send her to the gar- a gardening class. And in this gardening class, she meets all kinds of people. And everybody kind of comes together. And, and it's just, it's a really, really lovely story. I mean, I was like swept in like the whole time. Um, and uh, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but um, it doesn't sound good because you're thinking, oh, my God, it's a story about grief or something. But I think if you've ever actually experienced grief, this book is very refreshing <laughs> because it shows you a way to deal with your grief in a very positive, you know, very nice sort of a way. It was very interesting to me to read this. Um, so um, this is actually her first book. And if you like her, um, she wrote... Um, a second book, and then her third book is called The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. It's getting all kinds of press now, and it's actually, I checked, it's in process on Bard, and it's also supposed to be a really nice book also. But this is her first book, and her name is Abby Waxman, and she's English, but she also, like like our, our book we just read, she's an English woman who now lives in the United States. Um, <laughs> and... Um, it's um it was it was a really nice book. I I mean I, I super highly recommend it. Um and it's not too long and the narration is really lovely. Um the narrator's name is Emily Rankin and I've I've listened to other books that she does and she just has a really nice, easy to listen to voice and she brings all these characters to life. So if you want to read a nice story, um yeah, I would really recommend this one. Did you say the main char- did you say Go the ahead. main character's name is Lily Lillian? Her name is Lily Inn, but everybody seems to call her Lily. Okay. L- so L- L- um, I thought her name, name was Lily, but then they started saying Lily Inn. Oh, Lily so, Okay. But her last name yeah. is something different. It's okay. not her last name. No. Her, her, oh, okay. Okay. I, I call her Lily, That's but I guess I her, her name. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sounds uh, confusing. Okay. But um, when, I, when I was reading this book, I was thinking about Marsha because I know she's mentioned about her husband that she lost him not so long ago. Um, and I said, oh, you know, I don't know if this would be good for her, <laughs> whatever. But it actually, I would, I would tell her, you know, I think she would like it. I don't think it would be upsetting because it's a very heartwarming. It's a very positive. It's just, I mean, I've dealt with grief in my life, and I just thought this is such a great book if you've dealt with grief because it just sort of, it shows you that there's sort of a way out of it, I think. Um, And she's very resistant to this. She doesn't necessarily want to move on. And she's, it it just, it was nice. It was a really nice story. So I hope hope you'll all try it. Sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that sounds good. I want to thank you for choosing uplifting books because I'll take dark times and there's so much heaviness. It's just refreshing. Right, right. Well, we we do our best. We're not always successful, <laughs> but we all we all sometimes like to read things that are not you know super depressing. We could just turn on the television for that. So, um, you know, it's nice to read things that you know they're a little more life affirming if we can find them. 